Are you a tree care professional looking to take your business to the next level? Then the Executive Arborist Workshop hosted by TCIA is just what you need. Our workshops provide a unique opportunity for you to learn from other business owners, improve your skills, and cultivate a safety culture that is second to none. Join us in Charleston, South Carolina from May 1st to the 3rd to learn how to grow your business and level up your skills, or join us in San Diego, California from August 7th through the 9th to hear from top safety professionals about how you can improve your business. This is a chance for you to take your business to the next level and make it more profitable, so don't wait. Visit our website at eaw.tcia.org to learn more and to register today. We all know the tree care industry faces unique hazards every day. That's why the Tree Care Industry Association Foundation is on a mission to advance safety in our field. Our goal? To ensure everyone has the knowledge, education, and training they need to stay safe on the job. Through our Arborist Safety Training Institute, we offer a variety of safety training programs that help minimize risk and save lives. But we can't do it alone. We need your support to make a real impact. Become an advocate for tree care safety today. Visit www.tciaf.org to learn more about the TCIA Foundation and how you can get involved. Together, you can create a safer future for the tree care industry. Um, hi, I'm Kyla Cunningham. I'm the Director of Corporate Engagement, and uh, I manage um, all of our relationships with all of our corporate members here at TCIA. Yes, I'm Jeff Wilson. I'm Marcom Director at Ronin, and um, I like at-height work, although I don't do much of that. Awesome. Thank you to both of you. And I'm going to ask the same question to both of you. Um, usually, I like to ask people, how did you get starting the tree care industry. However, you know, the two of you guys are in a little bit of a different situation. So I guess, how is it that you first got involved with the tree care industry? Jeff, I'll let you start with this one. Is that that to you, Kyla, or me? No, I'll let you go. Okay, I'll go on this one. Well, again, in in starting Ronin, um, and found being a, uh, in a uh, early, you know, involved, my early involvement in the company, I, uh, we looked at different markets to get started in. And it so happened that some of our first connections were in the tree or arbor care industry. And, uh, and it grew from there. I think it, I think it happened because I think arborists, tree care specialists are a little bit more, um, open to taking new ideas and new products. And that's kind of where we started our business was with you guys. Awesome. Thank you. And Kyla, how did you get involved with, I guess, you know, TCIA would be the better question. Yeah. My story is not as like clear as Jeff's. I mean, I, I worked in the outdoor industry for like my whole career, but then, um, about three years ago, um, uh, Amy's husband, actually, I'm, uh, I was good friends with in the shoe industry and, uh, they mentioned they were looking for somebody and that's how I got connected with, uh, Amy Tatro, who was the corporate director at the time. And, um, it fit. And so here I am now. Um, and I've been absolutely loving it. Yeah. And you've had your, your recent promotion. So now I'm going to tote this one out now before Expo starts that you, <laughs> you know, are in charge of all of the, the, the corporate members now. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny how it flows, but it's been really cool. And now we're, you know, heading up Expo, getting into that season and 
uh, everything with TCI Magazine um, and all like the sponsorships and different events throughout the year. So it's definitely a lot of fun. That means I have to even be nicer to you than I always I have been. <laughs> Fantastic. See, that's why you started being nice to her years ago. So this moment now, there you knew, Jeff. You knew. Exactly. You knew all along, Jeff. Yeah, I think so. I knew stars. That's my talent is recognizing stars in products and in people. So speaking on that note, what made you, you know, start Ronin or, you know, like there, there's a lot that goes on with that. So really, where did you start and how did it start? Well, I've known Brian for about maybe 10 years before Ronin started. Uh, I worked with him at another company. And uh, when he decided to engage in this idea of making an affordable, efficient, uh, portable um, ascender, after he had a prototype, he needed a he, he already had his name brand, Ronin, and he needed to create a brand. And he came to me because that's what I did for the prior the company that he was with uh, before. So uh, he came to me when that particular product was not even working. It was just a, a box with a funny handle on it, actually. And he said, this is what I want to do, and this is the what it's going to do. And I said, okay, and let me start thinking. And by the time I had uh, an icon ready, he had the prototype ready to uh, actually engage and use and test. And that was about a, a two-year project uh, from the time of the idea to the time that he had a working prototype. In that period of time, I developed the brand and uh, the, the whole idea behind the Ronin revolution. And, uh, and that's really where it all started. But I've known him for, you know, we go on for many years together. So Jeff, when did you guys actually uh, launch Ronin officially? It, it really was launched in 217, 218. Okay. I think that, in, in fact, you were the first show we went to, and it was quite interesting. Um, you know, and as I said before, the industry is, is very accepting of new ideas. I mean, you may not uh, see that, but when you, we brought in a power ascender that no one had ever really seen before, and we did it in a price point that was accessible. It was something that that really was a revolutionary idea, and uh, and we had we had lots of interest, and we had individuals buying our units enough that it became you know our our cornerstone business for quite a while. That's so cool that you guys launched that expo. Yeah, that's where we first launched and. And we had a, you know, kind of the most disappointing trade show display, which I was involved with. It didn't turn out right, but we were, managed to do the demonstrations of the product to some degree, and it really did turn people on. They saw it, they got it, they understood it, and they called us for it, and they bought them. Yeah, and part of that, too, is in your submission for the 2022 Marketing Excellence Awards, um, you guys mentioned that you're year-over-year year growth was over 200%, and you attribute that a lot to the tree care industry. Did I really say, did I really say that? No, I'm just kidding. That's what somebody said. You know, but I you. I said it. I always say stuff. But no, our growth, which was a, a huge percentage of growth, was due to the fact that we had no sales prior to coming to the show. So anything we sold was going to give us numbers. <laughs> That's reality. 
But no, the fact is, and I'll say it again, the, 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 the tree care industry proved to us that we had a, a viable product in the marketplace, that people would pay real dollars to get one of these ascenders to assist them in their efficiency of climbing and their safety in climbing. And uh, we've learned quite a bit uh, since that early initiation into the industries, and uh, we've grown quite a bit from that point. So, Jeff, I, I'm, I might be taking one of Joe's questions, but um, I was curious. So, like, when you guys started doing trade shows, have you always had, like, the demonstration as a key component, like, to your marketing and to your booth? Like, do you ever, do you ever go out without that? Or is that really the way you really get the message across? We have gone out without it, and it's always been disappointing. When we cannot show what it does, it doesn't, it doesn't translate as well. We can show it on video. We have plenty of videos now. But when we can't physically show it and show one of our guys going up and down and taking people up and down whenever we can, usually not because of safety regulations and certain other uh, show regulations, it's less successful. And it's it's a completely experiential product that you have to you have to see and you have to get behind to go up and down. And and once you do, once you ascend, once you descend, you get the whole concept of it. Yeah, I think the industry. Oh no, I was going to say I think the industry too. You just said they they're accepting the new ideas, but they also love to be able to touch and feel the product and you know, be able to test it for themselves. It's a very, do it on your own. I totally agree. And again, I say, look, you know, you learn from failure. If you don't, then you end up in the street uh, rolling over yourself. But we went to a couple shows where we didn't have that. And it just wasn't as successful. You can tell people, you can show them a pretty box and, you know, the little controls and all the goodies. But if you can't show it in use and you can't give them a hands-on, if you can do a hands-on, you know, uh, uh, demonstration, then you're you're not completing the circle in getting this thing, uh, getting people excited about this product, this tool. Yeah, and I kind of want to dive deeper. you know, this is probably going to be for, for both of you guys, because a lot of it for you was, uh, Jeff, is, you know, being successful at these trade shows. And Kyla, obviously, you have a huge part that you played in our past trade shows and will continue playing in the future ones. So for you, Jeff, is how do live events factor into your marketing strategy and how do you like approach them to maximize the interactions with attendees? Because you've said that, right, if you don't have the actual hands on you know, product that they can use, you know, you're showing videos, it's not as successful, but you still have to show up to those trade shows regardless. So how, how do you, how do you manage all of that? Well, we, we, we beg, borrow and, and pray that we have the ability to rig a, a line that we can use as a demo line. Uh, most shows in our world, whether it be the fire show or whether it be the, 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 um, let's just say energy, wind power, et cetera, et cetera. Most of them are very accommodating to companies that are trying to demonstrate their products. So you could have, you know, those big, uh, what are you, I'm searching for what they are, the, the, you know, the, the trucks that have the baskets to take people up and down. 
Yeah, you have those at, at show, and you have to accommodate their their size and, and et cetera. And the same thing, you know, we're at the fire show right now, and I assume that, you know, they're doing that exact same thing right this minute. They We did get permission, and we did have a, a, a rope rig set up so we can do demos. When we don't have those, it is less successful. I'll say that clearly. We also created, we built a war wagon, we call it. It's a truck, and the truck actually has an arm on it that'll go out, and it'll raise maybe 15, 20 feet up, and we can rig from there. So we do demonstrations from around the country, but um, it's a diesel truck based on a a, a U.S. military uh, convoy truck, and frankly, it's not very comfortable to be in and ride around. And it's and with the price of gasoline, it's become or diesel, it's become almost inefficient to go from place to place. So locally, Southern California, maybe all the way to Nevada, up in Northern Cal, we'll take it up there for demos from time to time. But um, it really looks cool in the parking lot of our uh, uh, offices in uh, Orange County. I can say that. I'll send you guys a picture of it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, please do. And and Kylo, you know, for somebody who's been so involved with our trade show and somebody who, you know, makes these, you know, touch points with the corporate members, how when we do events like Expo, how do we um, acknowledge that every booth is going to be different and try to be as accommodating as possible? Because from where we were from my first Expo in 2018 to where we're going to be in 2023 are two vastly different places so um you know and part of it is due to our uh we'll call it growth i guess like we're, we're more accepting of these ideas as well so how did how did you you know manage that and play a part in it with some ideas that sound you know uh kind of scary yeah it's uh i mean and jeff and i also like went like back and forth a ton like before setting up his booth um to make sure that they had the exact rig point and they had the the access you know to that whichever location they were choosing um the convention centers think we're hysterical when we show up because we're like really not a huge show personnel wise right like you know maximum like seven thousand people walking around but when you're taking up three hundred and eighty thousand square feet they're expecting like <laughs> twenty thousand people so it's a show with a huge footprint um showcasing so many different innovations you know within the tree care industry and so when we're mapping out the show floor that's why moving locations is so involved, right? Because each convention center has their own rules and regulations. And Jeff touched on it with the liabilities that go into like letting attendees climb your rope. Like how do you set up space where um, you could have those kind of demonstrations and they're expected. So it's a lot of expectation setting with the convention centers and getting those go-aheads before we even start mapping out the show floor, like knowing where people can go. And then also starting to set up demonstration specific areas of the uh, of the show so like we started expo climb which specifically was to allow um, people to go in and demonstrate gear um or and try it out um in real time so um and it's companies like ronin that was like doing that in their own booth um they kind of like spurred the idea because they're like well how many people are going to have be rigging ceiling hung ropes and climbing them i'm like well it changes year to year, but like there's a couple of people you always know. So it's it's also a lot of just that background information and working closely with everybody, knowing what they want to accomplish when they get to the show. Um, but Jeff, I'm super curious. So obviously you do a lot of trade shows, but you can't be everywhere. So like what are the other channels that are super successful for you guys? And 
how do you get your story across? Okay, our next our our next biggest, in fact, it may in dollar wise it may be bigger, is the communication tower business. It's mm. a whole completely separate business, but it has the same issues and the same problems that uh, any 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 at height worker works in. And uh, so we've been out at a bunch of the communication shows. And again, same situations, you know, we have to have the rigging to be able to show it, show properly. And, um, and that is really our next biggest, uh, let's say, uh, channel of, of distribution. Um, we're fortunate to work with both uh, GME and, uh, and Cheryl Tree at the VSG Group and um, uh, and so we we have good distribution, but we're in the demand creation business, and that's really our side of it. We have to create the demand. Uh, as good as these distributors are, which I consider them top tier guys, they they are you know they they try to sell as best they can, but it's up to us to do the demand creation. So um, th- those are our industries. Right now, we're attacking the uh, fire industry, which is another big industry, which would include rescue and say in different categories within that world. Um, and then we're looking at wind and power, and we look at utilities. So those are our other marketplaces. Not to give you our intimate uh, marketing detailed plan, but those are the categories that we're really going after. I guess like what I meant with the question um, is definitely interesting to hear like where else the ascender is going to be used. But um, in terms of like marketing, so is it like, is it getting on podcasts like this or is it, you know, digital banner ads? Is it, you know, getting videos out there? Um, You know, like what other channels to get the word out um, have you found to be really successful? Well, you know, again, it, it, we're a startup company. Let's, I never forget that in anything we do. So we're not sitting there with huge advertising budgets. So we try to be as efficient as we possibly can. I think, and we think that because this is an experiential product, trade shows are our best way to communicate with the, our audiences. Uh, I mean, in the pandemic period, when there were no trade shows, we were kind of just bouncing around, figuring out what next to do. And we used a lot of electronic media, mostly email to the existing subscribers that we have. And we have a little under 10,000. So we we were very, very consistent in doing communications over and over and over and over again, and always with, you know, the kind of Ronin attitude that we've had in our communications, which has always been fun, a little, a little nutty and a little, you know, I call it, I call it education. So it's the combination of education and, and entertainment. And, um, and so that's what we've tried to do, but there is no question in my mind that, that, Trade show communication is our best bet, reaching the people and talking to them. And now that trade shows seem to be percolating with lots of attendees and so on and so forth, I think we're in the springtime of our growth in those areas. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. No, I um, I was just like thinking on it because I was thinking back to like when we had to like host our virtual expo, you know, when the pandemic was happening and when we came back like to Indianapolis, which you guys were at um, in 21, just the energy of 
everyone being so excited to be back in person and not have to be behind a computer screen and like being able to touch and feel and like talk to people and hear like everyone's ideas like live. It just, it was just a proven concept that you can't replicate that, you know, in, in other ways and the in-person. No, you really, you really can't. And, and, you know, if you're pioneering it, we're on the leading or bleeding edge of a new product, a new tool. You can't do that. You can't do that vis-a-vis a computer screen. I mean, I've been at, I've been at the lab, or uh, as I call the Ronin offices, many a time when we've done video demonstrations all across the world, in England, in, in Asia. And uh, it just, it's not the same. I mean, it's almost pretty good, but it's not the same. You don't get the feeling of it. So it's, it's the, it's that type of communication that will grow our business. And it's, and again, I, I think that this next year is going to be filled with trade shows and, and as many demonstration opportunities as we possibly can, because that will sell the Ronin as a tool for ad height workers in, in various industries. So if you were like talking to another startup, right? Because as we know, like the tree care industry, there's always new things coming out, but like, and telling them how to best maximize like going to a live show or a live trade show or doing a demonstration, like how do you guys make sure that you're getting the most out of the leads that you, that you meet at these events? Uh, well, we we certainly follow them up quite a bit. I mean, again, mm-hmm. we don't just take leads, but we will contact them. We have, uh, you know, two people that just concentrate on doing that in our company. We're a real small company. So those two people may be doing MRO uh, when they're not contacting, you know, those people that have shown interest at trade shows. Again, we we use communications emailing follow-ups over and over again to make sure that we're engaged with those particular uh, uh, potential clients and uh, we as a potential customer and we we talk to them all the time we engage with them when they're ready to roll then we will send them over to our distributor because we're not selling directly so they'll be the ones that do the ultimate um, you know sale for those clients um, our website, we try to keep that as fresh as we possibly can. We're going through a, a new a renovation of it right now, which will have videos, uh, all the you know new videos put into it, new uh, articles, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so, yeah, that's how we continue to, that's how we mine or execute on the names we develop at the shows or the weeds we develop at the shows. Yeah, and keeping with the, the the trade show thing, there's a lot of other companies who come to you know specifically like TCI Expo who aren't just in the tree care industry. So mm-hmm. how does your trade show strategy differ when you go to say you know a tree care event versus like a um, like a firefighter event and stuff like that? Because they're a very overlapping group, but they're not the same. So you can't just use the same tactics, right? I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, we use quite a, si- a similar you know, tactic. I mean, it's demonstrating our product. I think in the tree care industry, we dress in greens and blues, and in the fire industry, yellows and reds. So I'm just <laughs> making a joke about that. But, but seriously, um, we really, we, this is a tool that helps ad height workers ascend and descend safely and efficiently. 
there is no, there, th that is the core message of what we are about. That's the heart and soul of our company. And, and so what that message is, we try to keep the same in any industry we go out to. Um, so uh, yes, you know, at the fire industry, um, you know, th uh, this show that's going on right now, we're going to still have the same demo with the same rope system as we have at the tree care industry coming from the rafters and down. And so I don't know if they're that dissimilar in, in, in the different shows we're in. Um, and, and, you know, that's really, if we were to design, let's say, uh, a trade show booth system. It would probably be one system. Maybe we'll have different images in the background of it, but that's pretty much it. Now we've standardized our image to say, and I think it says something like give us 60 seconds and we'll give you 90 feet or something like that. I think that's what the, the line goes. And it's just a black banner and we can use that in almost any industry we, we are in because it's that message. You give us you give us that 60 seconds and we'll take you up 100 feet or whatever the amount of feet it is. So, so yeah, that, that's kind of how we did. And we did that because of efficiencies. We're just not uh, at this stage or maybe in any stage have the luxury of spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a back wall or, you know, for each individual uh, category of business or channel that we're going after. So that's just, you know, being smart and being entrepreneurial and using, you know, nickels and dimes in the size of manhole covers. Well, I think having to be smart with your budget, though, makes you really streamline your marketing message. Um, I mean, the line that you just said to us, I mean, the fact that it can be used in any situation um, makes your message super clear. And it also seems that like maybe your main trade show, you know, tactic is like really the education part, right? Um, right. if it's all about like safety and so is it more like about safety or is it more about the kind of like physical wear and tear for climbers that like makes an ascender like a good product to use? You know, it's really interesting in that I've found and we've, we've been educated. We more Bryant than anyone else because he's, he's on the board of Nate. That's the, in the communication tower business. That's the organization that puts up standards and stuff. And, I know he's been active in 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 um, uh, the the tree care industry a bit too, but um, the the issue is is fatigue is the leading cause of injury in the business, and fatigue when you have to climb up and down hours, you're going to fatigue your body and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to get. I'm not going to say you're going to get careless, but you're going to do something that could cause an injury. That's what our product, basically, we're hoping the use of our product um, curtails, that, that we solve that issue for those climbers that go up and down and they're, and they're going high and low and back and forth. Um, that's really what, what it is. So it's safety, efficiency, those are the watchwords that we kind of say over and over. It's kind of our mantra. It's it's the efficiency of the climb and the safety of it. And it keeps climbers climbing longer in their jobs because injury will make a climber lose their, I mean, climbers climb because they love it. 
And when they and we used to get a lot of letters from climbers that would buy our product just to be able to climb again. They were injured. They may be doing it recreationally, but they found the Ronin can help them enjoy what that high of getting high, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and that you know, and that's been it. Um, that's what we found. And I, I want to go back to like the trade trade show stuff still some more. You know, and specifically because you just told us that story and it's a very clear messaging. Um, you know, I'm assuming that whoever's at the show right now is also giving out this clear and, you know, concise messaging. Uh, how did you manage to come up with that for a, a small, you know, startup? Because looking around, you find a lot of startups use a lot of um, like hidden messaging, really, where you don't actually know what they've done with them by the end of the the 10 minutes you've spent, but with you, you know, it's very clear what you're doing, what the reasons are for and how the product works. How did you guys get this down to such, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a science? Well, I'm going to say that my team or the team, that's the four or five people that are Ronins uh, that, that are part, you know, in the company have been very clear about what the message messages are. They've given that to me. Now I, I, I sometimes feel I'm 110. I'm not quite that old, but I've been in the advertising business for, I don't even want to bore you with many years and many experiences I had over the, over the years working for companies from Michelin tires through Weight Watchers to hundred hundreds of different companies. And, um, and I've learned the ability to take messages and distill them into the, the, the shortest easiest to absorb message possible. And we have done that. And I'm not saying, you know, we sit and consciously, you know, uh, change words and do this and that. They let me do pretty much what I want to do. But I've tried my best in all the communications to, to, as I said, to educate, entertain, and tell that message, uh, and which is a simple message. Climbing with Ronin will let you climb longer in your life. Climbing with Ronin will make you more efficient. Climbing with Ronin will make you safer. Those are, those are the things that, that we've been saying over and over again. And, and while I was waiting online or waiting to get onto the call, I actually had a whole idea for a new campaign. Now it's, it's a, an, an extension of the campaign and, and just, by a turn of a word that, that I think we'll have a lot of fun with, which you'll see in some of the communications we come up with uh, in the next while. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what that is now. Um, with your expertise now, what is something that you think that you've taken through your career that's contributed to your success with Ronan now? Gosh, that's a hard question. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's just a discipline of working with some of the smartest people in advertising I, I, I mean, thank God there are not more of them or I'd probably be out digging, digging ditches or something because I'm not the, the smartest one of them all. But, um, but the fact is that, that, that those years of, of working with, with a lot of startup companies, uh, including Jamba Juice and others that I got involved with at the earliest stages, really gave me a, a, a clear pictures to what's important, what isn't important, and how to distill down basic ideas and, and information to create communications that people, I think, generally like. We, yeah, we'll always get a few people that'll, you know, basically unsubscribe. 
But by and large, you know, our lists are pretty strong and they continue to be uh, because I think that we talk to our people as people. We don't talk down to them. We don't talk below them. And we always recognize that those subscribers of ours, those people that have chosen to engage with us, they when just because business to business advertising has a has a reputation of being dry and and just really lousy advertising, those people that walked into those offices or buying those business to business products, they're the same people that have seen great Nike advertising or Apple advertising or the car advertising, all the car advertising looks alike now. But anyway, once upon a time, great car advertising. Um, so we try to give them the same type of feeling. We don't talk down at our people. We try to communicate with our people. And, and that's kind of the, the thing I learned. And that's what I try to bring to uh, the, the marketing for Ronin as best I possibly can. I'm curious, Jeff. I, I love what you said about like, I had never really thought about it that way. Like, you know, changing the B2B marketing to you're still marketing to the people, but like, have you guys had any like challenges with emails? Like, in the late in the recent years, just like with the amount of emails that people get and like how you get people to interact with them. Cause I know a challenge is always right. Like you get back from a show and these people are getting countless emails, you know, from everybody and um, how you stand out from the crowd in those. And um, do you feel like you're going to start to need to look at a, different channels to start communicating with them? Interesting. Um, we haven't, we, we have, a, as I say, we have a pretty engaged audience. So I don't see an issue with our existing audience. It's the, it's the growth of that audience, which I want to stimulate. What we've seen is, and we'll, you'll be seeing us electronically in the next six months, a lot more than you've seen us in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a, a pretty strong LinkedIn presence based on Bryant, the founder and the, the fellow that, you know, is responsible, him and Mark, for Ronan. He's, he loves posting uh, stuff on his LinkedIn. But we're going to start using LinkedIn as a medium uh, to uh, go after specific audiences and go after specific companies and so on and so forth, which we can target into that. But again, you will see or they will see the same type of Ronin communications as they would if they were getting subscribing to our emails. And uh, they won't be as long. They'll just be short, but the click through will take them to a landing page where they can get more information, stuff of that nature. So I've been successful in doing that with a few other companies. There's only, I only work with one other company, Ronin. I am a member of the group of, you know, Roninites. Um, So I'm one of the revolutionaries, I would say. Um, And, and, uh, but I always will take one other client on uh, just to, you know, balance it. I don't want to, you know, I like, I like diversity. What kind of, you know, and we, cause we only do this, you know, once a year, we have to market ourselves in TCI Expo uh, once a year, but what kind of marketing do you do um, to get people to come visit your booth, your various booths that you have across? Because uh, for TCI, it's pretty easy where we have the one big booth and we can just kind of direct them there and we run the show so we can kind of, you know, do it however we want. But I think I remember seeing you guys, I think it was, must've been 2018 in my first one. And I think you guys had a, a small quarter booth somewhere. And some of these trade show floors are big. Like how do you, 
how do you navigate people to to find you and to to notice you when you don't obviously when you don't have the rope hanging from the ceiling oh when we don't have the rope because i was saying the rope hanging from the ceiling does everything for us i could stay at home and eat bonbons and not do a damn thing and we'll still get people to our booth but but um well, one of my favorite ads, and I don't know if, I mean, I know, I think I used it for you guys too. Um, I took a picture, I used an image, stock image of the 1960s. Probably it was an anti-Vietnam War demonstration and it was really a cool shot. And it was from the, the podium looking into the audience and you had all these people and stuff. And I, I think the headline was something like, you know, we believe in peaceful demonstrations. And it was, I think it was a pretty, you know, it might have been uh, a couple of years ago. It might have been around the, I don't even know what, when it was, but it was just a great visual for what we were trying to say is we believe in peaceful demonstrations. And then we invited everybody to come to the booth to see a demonstration of the Ronin. We will always try to have some sort of demo when we can't get rope to the ceiling. We do have a tripod system that takes up and down, maybe 10 feet. That I mean, some basketball players would stand up and hit their head on the top of it, most likely. But um, but we 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 try ever so you know strongly to get the ability to really do a demo of the product. Uh, th that does two things: it's a flag for us and our booth, and it also is the right way to show what the product can do. And so. Uh, you know, when we don't have that, we have a, a, a kind of a Mickey Mouse way to show it going up and down, but it's not the right thing. The right thing is to suspend this from the ceiling. Do you guys do a lot of campaigning leading up to a show, like reaching out to your current subscribers or like advertising in different channels to let them know? Um, do you do like discounts on products? Like just curious, kind of everyone does it a little differently. You know, we've not been, there might be a show special we do once in a while, but again, since we're not selling directly, we're really at, you know, the mercy and we get a lot of cooperation of our distributors. So we always work a spiff and there'll probably be, there, there are show incentives. There always are, there always will be. Um, we do at least two weeks, maybe three weeks of, of emails going to our targets, our subscribers, telling them that we're going to be at the show and telling them when, where, what, and et cetera. So yes, we do pre-marketing and, uh, you know, I like, I mean, if I have budget, I would like to use the magazine to do pre-marketing or your email system to do pre-marketing. Mm. So those are things we'll talk about <laughs> offline. <on this. laughs> It'd be something that I would like to engage in because it's, it's important. We're at a show. We spent a lot of money. To be at the show, we need to make sure we get seen by as many people at the show as possible. And we usually do. And so like we like at Expo, right? Like, so as an exhibitor, you know, we'll do the pre and post show attendee list. But what um, do you have like any methodology in terms of like collecting leads at the show? Um, like sign up sheets or like, you know, is there like a certain method to your madness, like in order to get more subscribers after each of those? You know, being a young company, I think there's more madness than method in this particular case. And and I, in fact, that was one of the the 
uh, issues or not issues, but was one of the messages I sent to the guys that are going to cover the fire show. I said, make sure we get, take a, a, take a camera shot, your cell phone picture of all the cards, anybody who still has a business card, get people, get those names because those names are our lifeblood for future contacts. And so, yes, we're, we're, you know, that is an area that we will improve and we will get better at. And uh, I believe that uh, since the show is in St. Louis coming up, I'm going to actually attend this one with you. I, I have friends there and I've told Bryant I'm coming this year. Amazing. Yeah. Get me out of North Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Kyla, to put you on the spot now. Oh, no. Um, and talking TCI Expo and stuff like that. Well, no, 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 because... Because Jeff brings up a good point where the the demonstration is their their bread and butter and that's how they do it. Um, and we have a lot of demonstration opportunities and stuff like that. How does anybody looking to get involved with TCI Expo or looking to do kind of a, a unique booth or a spin on their booth, how do they manage that with, with us on our end of TCIA? Yeah, so we actually have a demonstration agreement that we have people fill out. So because there's a whole range of demonstrations that people will do. We'll have someone like Ronan doing the automatic ascender or we'll have a chainsaw company like using an electric chainsaw and actually cutting wood in their booth. Um, So anyone who's doing something like that fills out the agreement. So we have it ahead of time. And what that also allows us to do is, you know, plug those demonstrations like in our marketing being like, hey, here are some exciting things that you know that are going to be coming at the show. It's not just like walking around and seeing the static trade show booths. Um, so it's kind of dual purpose, you know, in that regard. So that's something that we ask everyone to do. I got the greatest idea for a chainsaw company. Oh uh, yeah. I do. I'm telling you, let's get a magician and have him use the chainsaw to cut somebody in half, but he's a magician and he's not really cutting anybody in half. Would that be the <laughs> coolest friggin' show you could ever have in your life? People would go batshit crazy for something like that. Excuse the language. I mean, Jeff, just send it out there, right? Like I would just go solicit to all the chainsaw companies at Expo this fall. It's going to be there great. There you go. We'll put you. We'll get a magician to use your chainsaw because they're always sawing somebody in half. Oh and yeah, they never end up getting sawed in half or they wouldn't be able to do that. So it'd be fun. Well, Uh, and then this year at St. Louis, actually, we kind of had to take the demonstrations a step further because we have the dome, which is the old St. Louis Rams dome, which you'll actually be able to run equipment demonstrations. So like all the aerial lifts um, and the grapples. And so that involves like a full, like we need your safety plan and we need your, um, you know, exit, enter and exit strategy and um, liability waivers. So that's a little bit more involved than, just climb don't even bring up the idea of chains. <laughs> yeah, so please, I don't need anyone cutting anyone in half uh, today, Jeff. It's a bit of brainstorm idea. It may not be. The, I'm telling you, though, it would be amazing. That's for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah that That'll might be good. That'd be for Baltimore. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm so off track now from that. <laughs> That's from, right. from where that ended up. <laughs> Trust me, we'll always go there. Um, Kyle, I kind of want to give you a chance to plug uh, TCI Expo. It's never too early. I know that we're technically recording this in uh, April, but it's never too early. So is there anything for your exhibitors that you want to say? Any messages you need to get out there now, like to check your emails or anything coming from you yeah. or something like that? Uh- 
Uh, we just launched hotels to exhibitors um, on Thursday last week, the 20th. So book your hotel rooms, get all set there. Um, and this year, this year's show, we're really excited. Um, we have, so Expo Climb was in a separate floor last year, and it's all on the same trade show floor this year. So that's going to be a really nice addition to the show. We still have the Nat Skills Arena, um, which they'll be doing their demonstrations. And then we have the full demo dome. Um, so we'll have live equipment demonstrations, you know, throughout the duration of the show. And for the first time ever, I'm kind of blowing Aiden's smoke right now, but like we... Um, are doing a uh, happy hour on the trade show floor um, from three to five on the first day um, to raise money for ASTI. So it'll be a raise a pint fundraiser. Um, and this is the first time TCIA is uh, entering into the happy hour on the trade show floor itself, um, not in a separate location. So that'll happen right before the welcome reception. Um, so it should be a really good time and a really fun first day. Yeah, see, Jeff, this is why we can't have people chainsawing anybody in yeah, hats. Because exactly. First time we're putting out <laughs> the show floor, we want to see how well it goes. Yeah, this sports action show, which I used to have clients in that some years ago, they used to close down every night. They had 4 o'clock, they would close the place, maybe 4.30, and they'd have beer gardens that would pop up throughout this whole thing. That was the craziest show I think I've ever been to in reality. The, all young, you know, surfers and, and people making all that product. It was it was a very, very fun show. And at 4.30, by 5.30, it got real nuts. And they didn't have chainsaws to do anything with. So that was <laughs> to do it. Yeah, the happy hour with the equipment is uh, is an interesting combo. But uh, yeah, so it is our first, oh, uh, well, first foray into this. I see it happening in a lot of, you know, I mean, I go yeah. to a couple other trade shows and I've seen it happening in different ones that, you know, have uh, the happy hour a couple nights a week. And that's that's couple nights of the show yeah it should be really fun and then um we also on the education side um the st louis convention center has this really beautiful theater um and so we actually have um two really big talks that are um gonna be more kind of like overreaching ideas the um well we'll keep those hidden until theater decides to, to launch those but uh it's more of like kind of like a keynote presenter kind of thing um for the start of each morning so it should be a lot of fun yeah Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I know I put you on the spot with that because yeah, I realized that, that we probably should have run some stuff by Peter for what we can and can't share. But, you know, that's fine. That's what editing is for. I'm yeah. not editing this out. I'm leaving it in. Take we'll, it out. We'll let Peter deal with the back <laughs> afterwards. Um, you know, Jeff, as we come up on the end of our, our time here together, I just kind of want to open up the floor to you if there's anything that you'd like to talk about that we haven't had a chance to yet. Boy, I'm, that'd be dangerous, to be honest with you. Um, no, I, I think that we've covered everything that pretty much is relevant. You, we've done it in a really well, I think you did a great job in moderating this and, and, and allowing me enough room to, to talk and same the stuff I say and Kyla, it's the same thing. Um, I just, I just think that, that we, and I, and I, you know, don't have to remind Bryant this, that you, the, the tree care industry gave us our start. It really did. I mean, you, you, you will look back, you know, maybe another 20 years when we're a billion dollar company and we'll say, where did it start? You know, it started right there in that year that we first came out to your show with a booth that broke halfway through it. It was terrible. And yet we came through that show with sales and lots of inquiries and that grew us to a point where 
you know, we we started getting looked at by distribution, which, you know, distribution doesn't really want to ever even think about little companies like ours at that time. And uh, so that's where we started. And I, I thank the, the, you guys, I thank TCIA for, um, you know, being our, our first venture in the commercial world. Um, and I think that's where the start was, as I just said. Thank you for listening to this episode of the TCIA podcast. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 